Welcome to Book Delight with Chrissy Wright, the podcast where readers can be all kinds of ways and books really are magic. I'm your host, Chrissy Wright. I'm an elementary teacher librarian in the Pacific Northwest. On this show, I aim to connect you and the kids in your life to more books you love. If the idea of blowing up your kidlit TBR appeals to you, you're in the right place. This month on the show, I have been sharing some of the things I want more of in Kidlit in 2024. For today's My Kid Needs a Book episode, I gave you the opportunity to share what you and the kids in your life want to read more of in 2024. Today, I am responding to five listener requests for more in 24. First up, the listener says, I want more novels in verse. Okay, this is a fun one. I have five recommendations for you. I am aiming for more off-the-beaten-path picks that you may not find on other lists or that might not have been like big award winners. Um, So let's see what we can do. First, I want to talk about Alone by Megan E. Freeman. This is one of my very favorite books to recommend to kids in my library. I reach for it again and again, and it hits every time. Here's how I set it up. I say, in this story, a girl wakes up from a sleepover and everyone is gone. Not just the kids the sleepover, but everyone, like the whole town. She is completely alone and she has to figure out not just what happened, but how to stay alive. A lot of middle grade novels and verse tend to be realistic or historical. And talking about this one is making me want a whole subgenre of action adventure novels in verse or survival novels in verse. I think that is such a cool niche that kids just love. That was Alone by Megan E. Freeman. Next, I want to tell you about Moo by Sharon Creech. Yes, Moo, like what the cow says. In this book, you follow the story of a girl named Rena as she moves from the big city to rural Maine. She is expecting blueberries and lobsters, and instead she gets a caretaking gig for an elderly neighbor with an ornery cow. Not what she signed up for. I love how this one gives the accessibility of verse on the page. So many kids love that feeling of white space on the page that helps them glide through the text more easily, while also maintaining a really fresh and fun voice. In my opinion, sometimes verse novels veer towards a more contemplative, poetic, adult-sounding voice that is a mismatch from the kids they're trying to tell stories about, but not here. The voice in this one is just right for Rena. Rejoice. If your reader loves this one, they can also gobble up Creech's other novels in verse like Love That Dog and Hate That Cat. That was Moo by Sharon Creech. Next, you need to know about A Work in Progress by Jarrett Lerner. Now, that might sound familiar because you may have heard me talk about this one way back in episode one or again in episode 23, so I won't share about it at length here, but I wanted to flag it for you because it does such a unique job of weaving together text and drawings, both from the point of view of the main character, Will, and it's another book that really captures kid voice in its verse. 
That was A Work in Progress by Jarrett Lerner. Next up, let's talk about The Deepest Breath by Irish author Meg Grihan. This one is a friendship to first crush story about a girl named Stevie as she navigates figuring out what to do about those fizzy feelings that she's getting for her best friend, Chloe. This book is also one of the best examples I have seen in middle grade of a character who is navigating the experience of anxiety and developing tools to help manage it. The verse in this book works particularly well to convey Stevie's tumbling feelings as she experiences anxiety. You really get the texture of what her experience feels like. I read this one on audio, and I especially enjoyed it in that format. That was The Deepest Breath by Megan Grihan. Okay, the next novel and verse I want to recommend to you is Something Like Home by Andrea Beatriz Aranco. This is my newest favorite novel in verse. Your request for novels in verse came at the perfect moment because I actually read this one just last week. This is the latest from the Newbery Honor winning author of Ivelisse Explains It All. And while Ivelisse is best for a slightly older reader, this one is a lovely pick for around grade five and up. In this story, you follow protagonist Laura as she navigates a new school, a new life, as she transitions to kinship care with her aunt. So she's not living with her parents, she's now living with her aunt. The real charisma of this story comes when Laura finds a dog and embarks on a request to train it as a therapy dog with the help of her new friend, Benson. This book packs a lot of heavy content, including parents with addiction, rehab, the foster care system, a character with sickle cell anemia, and more. That sounds like a lot, right? But it is navigated so tenderly, and the story ends in this place of gentle hope. It also has a really well-done author's note at the end, acknowledging the new experiences some readers might not have thought about before, while also affirming readers for whom it was a mirror story. This one falls under truly huggable middle grade and is a great fit for fans of books like Lasagna Means I Love You. If you have a slightly older reader or one who is up for slightly more intense content, do not miss Ivelisse Explains It All, the book that first made me a huge fan of Andrea and her work. That was Something Like Home, by Andrea Beatrice Arango. Okay, next request. The listener says, I want more narrative nonfiction for an eight-year-old who really likes learning about things. Okay, I am going eclectic for this one. I picked a couple of topics with great books, and then I have another resource for you to get even more. So first, I wanna tell you about Packing for Mars for Kids by Mary Roach. This is the young reader's adaptation of the best-selling adult book, Packing for Mars. Author Mary Roach has been called America's funniest science writer, and she definitely brings that sensibility to the young reader's version. This one tackles the fun, the gross, the unexpected, all of space travel, and it will be such a hit with space fanatics. So if that is something that your eight-year-old likes to learn about, this would be such a fun and funny pick. 
Now, it does come publisher recommended for fifth grade and up, kind of because of the text sophistication. So depending on the precocity of your kid or the decoding skills that they have, this could actually be a really fun one for you to read together. That was Packing for Mars for Kids by Mary Roach. Let's say your eight-year-old wants to learn more about food, not just food, but dessert. You might like Yummy, a history of desserts, graphic novel, well, graphic nonfiction, by Victoria Grace Elliott. Cake is delicious and comics are awesome, so why not a book that gives you both? This is a nonfiction graphic that gives you everything you didn't know you didn't know about desserts. Who first thought to freeze cream? Were brownies a mistake? And more. If your reader devours this one, you are in luck because we now also have a sequel called Tasty, A History of Yummy Experiments. That was Yummy, A History of Desserts by Victoria Grace Elliott. Okay, now for this reader, I also kind of want to phone a friend. I want to refer you to the nonfiction gift guide by my friend Melissa LaSalle, also known as at the book mommy on Instagram. She is the children's book buyer at indie bookstore Old Town Books, so she really has her finger on the pulse of newly releasing kids nonfiction that has really high kid appeal. You can listen to my conversation with her on episode 20 about browsable nonfiction or follow the link that I am putting in show notes to her nonfiction gift guide on her website. I think you will love a lot of titles you will find there. A couple of picks from Melissa's list that really come to mind for this reader include Return of the Wild, 20 of Nature's Greatest Success Stories by Dr. Helen Scales, Tales of World War II, Amazing True Stories from the War That Shook the World by Dr. Hattie Hearn, and this one's really fun and would, and would pair well with Yummy that I just told you about, Pizza, Pickles, and Apple Pie. The Stories Behind the Food We Love by David Rickett. On her website, you can also explore Melissa's picks from years past, where you will find even more good stuff to explore. For the next request, the listener says, I want more chapter books about history. So I am going to give you two better known series that your reader absolutely needs to try if they have not already, and one deeper cut that might be new to you. I'm going with chapter books in the context that we have discussed them here on this show. I'm thinking of books that are shorter in page count compared with longer historical fiction. So I'm hoping that's what you wanted. Okay, this one seems the most obvious. You have to know about the I Survived series by Lauren Tarshis. There are 23 books so far in this series with even more on the way. In this series, each book follows a fictional kid's quest to survive a true historical emergency or disaster from big weather to earthquakes to bears to D-Day. Kids are in it for the heart-pumping action, and they also learn a ton of content about true historical events along the way. Do not miss the graphic novel adaptations of this series. We have eight so far that are graphic novels with, again, more on the way. They really help make the action even more visual and more gripping if that were possible. 
That was the I Survived series by Lauren Tarshis. Okay, the next series your reader might want to try is Ranger in Time by Kate Messner. So this series is similar to I Survived, but just a shade gentler because in this book, we follow Ranger the Dog, a time-traveling golden retriever with search and rescue training. Ranger travels to true disasters in history like Pearl Harbor and the Twin Towers and helps the kids he meets along the way. This series has been a hit for my readers who are out of I Survived or who think they want I Survived. Maybe they ask for it, but when they pick it up, the picture on the front seems a little too scary. This gentler pick is just right for them. That was the Ranger in Time series by Kate Messner. Okay, I'm hoping this might be an off-the-beaten-path pick that you might not know about. This is the Unsolved Case Files graphic novel series by Tom Sullivan. We have three books so far in the series. They are Escape at 10,000 Feet, Jailbreak at Alcatraz, and The $500 Million Heist. Each book tells the true story of a real FBI case that remains a mystery. The cases are narrated with this minute-by-minute action that makes kids feel like they are in it. I was personally riveted by each one of these, and I am dearly hoping we get more soon. That was the Unsolved Case Files series by Tom Sullivan. The next listener says, My reader wants more books like Raina Telgemeier books, and the Invisible Emmy series. I'm going to do this one kind of fast. I will refer you to two standalone graphic novels I have recently shared on the show, but that I think would be a great fit for this reader. Then I'm going to do rapid fire of some Do Not Miss series that I cannot keep on the shelf in my library. In fact, the realistic graphics shelf is the most popular genre within my graphics collection. Kind of cool. Okay, here's the first standalone that you absolutely have to get your hands on. It is Duel by Jessica Bagley and Aaron Bagley. Now, I just shared about this one in episode 23. You're hearing that episode number a lot because it's where I shared my favorite middle grade and graphics from 2023. I am thrilled to be welcoming Jessica Bagley for an author visit at my school soon. And because she's coming, I am reading this one in its entirety, allowed under the document camera to my third through fifth grade classes. So I've read it a bunch of times with a bunch of kids, and they are riveted. It has an incredible inciting incident. Younger sister Lucy challenges older sister Gigi to a duel in the middle of the cafeteria on the first day of middle school with the whole school watching high stakes much. In addition to really being invested in the stakes, the connections my readers are making to the sibling dynamics in this book are electric. That was Duel by Jessica Bagley and Erin Bagley. Okay, another one that I talked about recently that I think your reader would love is Cross My Heart and Never Lie by Nora Dasnes. This is a gentle first crush story that is translated from Norwegian. 
that palpably represents what it is like to be at that tricky age when you're a kid and a teenager, right, in the same body. Some might say you're a tween. You still want to play in a fort, but you also have crushes and like mascara and don't quite know what to do with it all. That's what's going on in this story. The art here is also these bold kind of jewel tones and is so swoony. It's a great pick for heart stopper curious kids who maybe are not quite ready for the maturity of the content they would find in that young adult series. That was Cross My Heart and Never Lie by Nora Dasnes. Okay, those were my standalone recs, and now I have a bunch of series for you. We know that for our graphic fanatics, volume is everything. So here is your rapid fire bunch of series. Some are probably familiar, but hopefully a couple are new to your reader and will keep them stocked for a few days anyway. So the series are The Click Series by Kayla Miller, The Berrybrook Middle School Series, the Cupcake Diaries graphic novel adaptations, the Pause series, that's pause like the things an animal has, by Nathan Fairburn and Michelle Asara Sakorn, the Animal Rescue Friends series by Gina Loveless, Mika Hashimoto, and Genevieve Cote, and the Sweet Valley Twins graphic novel series by Nicole Andelfinger and Francine Pascal. The next listener says... My reader wants more books like Harry Potter. They are a huge fan who just finished reading the series for the first time. Okay, people, we have a reader here who may very well be navigating their first massive book hangover. Now, in this situation, we are not necessarily looking to top or to replace their deep love for this big series but to get them into something that they will like enough to keep those good reading vibes going. If it ends up a home run, all the better. Here are some ideas. Okay, first I want you to know about the Harry Potter Wizarding Almanac, which is a collaboration from seven different illustrators. This gorgeous illustrated guide just released in October and would be such a fun way for this reader to celebrate their reading accomplishment of finishing the series and to keep the magic going a little longer. It is a super detailed magical miscellany of sorts and the art is lovely. Your reader can roll around in everything from wand lore to what's on the shelves at Weasley's Wizard Wheezes and more. This would be a great companion to a series reread or a fun, browsable way to keep connecting to those feelings of a series that they love. That was the Harry Potter Wizarding Almanac. Now for some more fiction. Often when asked to give Harry Potter comps, people list other books with magical schools. I am not going to do that here. While some of those books are good, many will just feel like lame knockoffs that can't hold a candle to the flame compared with the real McCoy. Instead, I'm going to riff on some of the elements and vibes from Harry Potter that I think could help your reader pivot into something new. So first, I want to recommend The Winter House Trilogy by Ben Gutterson. In this trilogy, orphan Elizabeth Summers is shipped off by her aunt and uncle to the ominous Winter House Hotel. 
When she gets there, she uncovers a ghostly curse as well as a mystery about her own past. It is gently creepy in a way that's totally captivating but not too scary. You'll get the vibes of kids versus evil that you loved in Harry Potter, but in a storytelling world that feels entirely different. My kids and I read this trilogy on audio, and we really enjoyed it in that format. That was The Winter House Trilogy by Ben Gutterson. My next idea for this reader is Greenwild by British author Perry Thompson. In fact, sticking in the world of British fantasy might be really fun for your reader. So, If your reader wants to chase the vibes of a kid discovering magic and powers they did not know existed, this is the book to try. This one has been blurbed as The Secret Garden meets A Wrinkle in Time, so you know we're talking high fantasy and we have got plant magic. In this story, Daisy Thistledown is on the run. Her mom has been kidnapped and she thinks she is next. She escapes through a magical portal into the Green Wild, a parallel realm governed by green magic. You get to follow Daisy as she learns to unlock the magic, save her mother, and maybe save the Green Wild itself. Because this is British kids' fantasy, it was a particular treat on audio. We love those British narrators, and it could be fun for you in that format. The first book is out now, and the second book is coming in June. That was Green Wild by Perry Thompson. Let's keep that British kids fantasy thing going. Next, I want to recommend the Pages & Co. series by Anna James. This series has five books, the first of which is called The Book Wanderers. It has been blurbed as Inkheart meets The Land of Stories. We've got a bookstore setting, a magical secret library, interactions with characters from classical literature that the book nerd usually only dreams of, and more. In this story, since her mother disappeared, Lily has found comfort in her grandparents' bookshop. That's where we get the title, Pages & Co. But when Anne of Green Gables, yes, Anne herself, shows up in the bookstore, Lily discovers a whole world where she can wander into the pages of a book and all of the magic and danger that follow. This series connects to that kid against the world and orphan vibe of Harry Potter, but we're in a world with distinct enough magic that it will feel totally new and separate from Harry's world. That was the Pages & Co. series, by Anna James. Okay, my last idea for this reader is Skandar and the Unicorn Thief by A.F. Stedman. So we have two books so far in this series with a third coming in May. If your reader enjoyed the higher stakes and darker magic that came late in the Harry Potter series, this is where they should start. This is a world where wild unicorns are dark and fearsome creatures. They roam the island, and only a few can tame them and channel their powers for good in order to protect the dwellers of the mainland. 
So we do have a magical school of sorts here because our hero, Skandar, is called to the hatchery, a place on the island where kids are called to hatch a unicorn, discover their own inherent powers, and train together with their unicorn to protect the realm. Now, things go south when an evil unicorn rustler called the Weaver shows up. Oh, and our hero Skandar discovers that he himself has a possibly evil power that he thought was not even supposed to exist. This one is a real page turner, and it is spot on for your fan of dark magic and intense action. That was Skandar and the Unicorn Thief by A.F. Stedman. That concludes today's My Kid Needs a Book episode. If you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and share the show with your kid-lit-loving friends. If you want more book delight in your life from me, Chrissy, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram at librarychrissy. You can also follow the show at Book Delight Pod and subscribe to my free monthly Kidlet newsletter by visiting librarychrissy.substack.com. The next monthly edition comes out this next weekend, so now's a great time to get on the list. If you want to support the show or you want even more book talk from me between episodes, the best way to do that is by upgrading your free Substack subscription to become a paid subscriber. For $7 a month, you are helping to make the show possible, and you also receive a weekly Friday treat in your inbox from me. Those treats include things like extra book lists, roundups of books that have received starred reviews, reviews of books I did not like and why, and more. This week, I am reading Farther Than the Moon by Lindsay Lackey. As you close out the first months of the new year, I want you to know, reading is reading is reading, and it's all good. Whatever you are reading this week, be it medal winners or backlist or rereads or anything at all, you are exactly the reader you are meant to be. How marvelous. As always, thank you for listening and happy reading.